Hello, welcome back to Purity for Purpose podcast channel. I'll be reading from the book of Proverbs 2, 5, and 7, and parts 1, 2, and 3 of Slicker Than Oil But Deadly As Snake's Venom. Be encouraged, be careful. Please use wisdom so you won't find yourself, as the world say, in an entanglement, but in an adulterous relationship. As God's children, he has principles for us to live by, and he guides us through the word of God, which is wisdom. He gives us understanding and helps us apply discretion So we can be aware of the alluring person who deliberately, in this case, the adulterous woman, seek out individuals to be with. So I pray that if you find yourself in this situation, I pray these words in the word of God encourage you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Today I'm reading from Proverbs chapter 5 and chapter 2 and it reads my son be attentive to my wisdom incline your ears to my understanding that you may keep discretion and your lips may guard knowledge for the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey and her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is a bitter wormwood. Wormwoods considered poison, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps follow the path of Shiloh, which is hell. She does not ponder the path of life. Her ways wander, and she does not know it. And now, O sons, listen to me, and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her and do not go near the door of her house. Least you go, least you give your honor to others and your years to the merciless. Least the strangers take their feel of your strength and the labors go down to the house of a foreigner. And at the end of your life, you groan. When your flesh and body are consumed. So I thought this was interesting because it's talking about a woman. It could be an adulteress or just um, a woman that allures men basically for money. Uh, And she's very, uh, or he, it could be a guy too. This individual, but in this case, the pastor is talking about a woman, uh, it's almost like a prostitute. She waits and she she seeks for her prey to gain. But it's telling the, the wisdom here is telling the reader, watch out for this type of woman. She means the, the person no good or in, in women's case, watch out for that type of man. He means no good for the woman. 
but once again the instruction will guide you when you heed to God's direction and, and knowledge you'll recognize this type of woman because when you when you get on her doorstep or come near her she means you no good bless God or for women he means you no good they're just going to destroy and take your your strength your youth which you work for for their own pleasure hallelujah so it says, and I'm going to read verses 11 at this point. And at the end of your life, you groan when your flesh and your body are consumed. That's interesting. Your flesh and your body, when you're tired, your body gets tired, your flesh gets tired, you're, you're destroyed. And you say, how I hated discipline and my heart despised reproof. I did not listen to the voice of my teachers or incline my ear to my instructors. So it's saying here that, man, I hate, I didn't listen to the instruction or in this case, the wisdom of God's word or the instructions of the, 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 the counsel of God pertaining this type of woman. Hallelujah. And then it goes down, it, it goes down further. And it talks about you want your own, you want a certain type of woman. You want your own woman, not an adulteress, right? You don't want a perverse woman. You don't want a forbidden woman or you don't want a forbidden man. And then I'm going to go to verse two of Proverbs, excuse me, chapter two of Proverbs. And it talks about verse 16 and 17. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house sinks down to death and her path to depart it. None who go to her come back and nor do they regain the path of life. So, so it's letting me know, and I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump to verses. I'm going to jump to verses eight of chapter two. And then I'm going to read 16 through 19 again. It says at verse eight of chapter two, guarding the path of justice and watching over the ways of his saints then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity or fairness, every good path for wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the evil way from men of perverse speech, a woman of perverse speech, who forsake the path of unrighteousness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths or women whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. So when I read 16 and 17 earlier and, and, and 19, is letting you know wisdom is going to value you because once again at the beginning of chapter one it says my son if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you making your ear attentive to wisdom 
and incline your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver, hallelujah, if you seek wisdom from God like silver and search it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God for the Lord gives wisdom. For his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. So God's wisdom is protection. Hallelujah. God's knowledge is protection. When you apply discretion in your life, that's going to guard you. It's going to watch over you. Understanding will guard you. So when you take heed to God's wisdom, according to the passage of scriptures here, the Bible talks about everything. It's talking about a forbidden woman or a forbidden man. It's teaching us today. Hallelujah. Now this was written long ago, but the same wisdom applies for us human beings today. Hallelujah. Because there's been times when I didn't listen to the Lord and the Lord was, he knows all things. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter the reason why. You may be lonely. Uh, you may be uh, falling to a trap. It's still going to apply. Because if you don't use discretion and understanding of the wisdom and knowledge God gives you, you're going to be delivered into the person's evil ways. If you don't heed to the discretion and understanding that is. Let's go back to verse is 11 of chapter 2. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you. Delivering you from the way of the evil. From men of perverse speech. Who forsake the paths of uprightness. To walk in the ways of darkness. They choose to walk in the way of darkness. You don't. However, if you fail to heed to discretion and instruction, you will. Who rejoice in doing evil. And delight in the perverseness of evil. Men or women who walk whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. So we know, according to the scriptures, we got people who walk out there who crooked, who rejoice in doing evil, and their ways are perverse. They like it. But God is saying, if you heed to my destruction, I, it will watch over you. It will guard you. Hallelujah. He says, so you will be delivered from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress or the, the, the prostitute with her smooth words who forsakes. This is interesting. Who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. Perhaps she was married. She was married. So she kicked that to the curve. But now she goes seeking other people to snatch things from. Hallelujah. But that was that. That was that person's choice. It could be a man or a woman for her house sinks down to death and her path to the, to the departed. None who go to her come back, nor do they regain the path of life. Hallelujah. So it's interesting how God lets us know to be aware of such a type of person. That's how much God loves his children because he prepares us. Hallelujah. He prepares us for the truth. And that was Proverbs chapter 2. I'm going to uh, Proverbs 5. Hallelujah. It says that 
my son, be attentive to my wisdom, incline your ear to my understanding that you may keep discretion. Now he gives us discretion in chapter two, but now it was up to us to keep it. Discretion means to be careful and your lips may guard knowledge. Speak the knowledge for the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey. Honey is sweet, right? Her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is a bitter as warm wood. Warm wood is poison. Dangerous woman. Sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps follow the path of Shiloh. Shiloh is another word for hell. She does not ponder the path of life. She don't care about life. As we can see how people who are devious in chapter 2, this is the, they like, they enjoy it, being devious and perverse. It says they like it. Hallelujah. She does not ponder the path of life. She chooses death. Her ways wander, and she does not know it. And now, well, son, listen to me, and do not depart from the words of my mouth, meaning the wisdom that's spoken here. Keep your way far from her and do not go near the door of her house. Least you give your honor to others and your years to the merciless. Least strangers take their fill of your strength and your labors go to the house of a foreign, foreigner. And at the end of your life, you groan when your flesh and body are consumed. And you say, how have I hated discipline and my heart despised reproof? So there's consequences being wrapped up in this type of person, male or female. But in this case, this is talking about a woman, a woman that's adulterous or, or it could be a prostitute. You have to be the Bible wants the us to use wisdom because in chapter two, if we use wisdom, use discretion and understanding, it will guard us. It will protect us. But if we choose not to listen to it, it's our fault. It's our fault according to the scriptures, because at the end it says it will consume us. It, it consume us. It consume our body. And you just talk, you throwing your virtue away to somebody who's evil, whether it be male or female. So, and then if you read further, it, it says, it'll tell you, joy, enjoy the wife of your youth. Bless God. It tells you, drink from your own certain, drink from the, from your own wife. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says in verse 19, let the fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth. A lovely dear, a gracious foe. Let her bless for all Fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Why should you be intoxicated, my son, with a forbidden woman and embrace the bosom of an adulteress? For a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord and he ponders all his paths. So at the end of the day, the iniquities of the wicked ensnares him and he is held fast in the cords of his sin. He dies of lack of discipline. And because of his great folly, he's led astray. So it's letting me know. I noticed in um in movies and government, well, I think I'm gonna say this. What what's her name? Marilyn Monroe. Women were used as weapons to bring down man. 
as we know who who uh samson and delilah she was brought down he was brought down by a woman because she allured him hallelujah and 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 he told her his strength and she destroyed him so but at the end of the day god gets the glory out of it all because he did what he was purposed to do but he had to wait for years years to get his eyesight he didn't even get his eyesight back he had to wait for years for his eyes to grow i mean for his hair to grow which were his strength and he did what god told him to do he destroyed the philistines but a woman is often used to distract hallelujah in this case it says this woman left her she in chapter two she left her companion in her youthful years hallelujah that's her fault hallelujah now she goes seeking she waits waits or he waits you see and so we have to do what the father as believers do what the father requests us to do because it's for our protection it's not to harm us whether we get lonely whether we get deceived or manipulated there's still consequences for us but if we heed and study the word and stand on what he says god got us but but at times at times he'll have mercy on us But at the same time, we suffer the consequences of our choices because he warns us ahead of time. And I just thought that was interesting. The Bible has everything that we as human beings face today, you know, and and, and God is so crystal clear. This is plainly evident. I didn't add no words to this. Hallelujah. It's self-explanatory. You know, when some people say, oh, the Bible's hard to understand. Sometimes it is, but sometimes he says the plain. So I like this because God is talking about adultery or, or prostitutes, right? Or, or, or let me say this, or somebody who's sexual or immoral. In this case, it's talking about a forbidden woman. She's adulterous. You know what I mean? So don't give your, your virtue away to a whore. Simple. Don't give it away to a whore, whether it's a male whore or a female whore. Because God wants it to be a holy covenant. He wants you to save it for the wife of your youth. Hallelujah. And if you happen to be old, you save yourself for the wife of your, your the wife of your youth, even though you're old, but you're youthful to God, right? <laughs> but but God is he, he, I love it. He says, let them be for your yourself alone and not for strangers with you. Let the fountain be blessed. And rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer, a graceful foe. She's a, re- a graceful doe. She's young. She's beautiful. She's not old and used up. Hallelujah. Bless God. Let her breast fill you at all times with delight. Being intoxicated always in her love, not lust, but love. God, sex is beautiful. God created sex, but he wanted to be with somebody you're committed with him in covenant relationship with him because it's going to be you, her, or him and her and God, God is first. So this, he created intimacy between man and woman, but he don't want you to give your virtue to anybody, a stranger, a forbidden man or a forbidden woman. He's not pleased with that. 
When you when you're a covenant relationship and you lay down with somebody who don't even like your God. Oh, I, I, I've been through that. And it was like you, your soul becomes united with that person. You got to pray and fast to, to, to be delivered. And sometimes more than once because you become one flesh with that person who don't believe in your God. It's almost like they worship idols, but you lay with them. You're doing the same thing that they do, essentially. So, my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I love you today because you wait for your mate. Hallelujah. You wait for your wife. You wait for your husband, sisters, and brothers in Christ Jesus because God has somebody who's made for you. Just be patient and know that God loves you with the everlasting love and that he will never leave you nor forsake you. But you want to preserve yourself for your your beautiful young doe. Hallelujah. Bless God. A beautiful young woman who hasn't been used up and tossed to the side by choice. You understand? Not somebody who gave up her marriage or his marriage because they wanted to just fool around. Hallelujah. And now they're reaping the consequences of their choices. But don't get entangled, like they said in entanglement. Don't get entangled with an adulteress, whether or adulterer, male or female. Because God is not pleasing. Then I was reading in um, Malachi, when God spoke up, uh, let me find it. I think Malachi chapter two, when God spoke up to the men who were dishonoring their wives, they weren't getting it. They weren't getting their prayers answered because they were committing. Adultery. And they couldn't understand why things weren't happening for them. They were committing adultery. And I, I just, God is just so amazing because, what does it say? He wouldn't accept their offerings. God is amazing. He's just so amazing. Hallelujah. Let me find that. Here it is. It says, and the second thing you do, Malachi chapter 3. 213. And the second thing you do, you cover the Lord's altar with tears, with weeping and groaning, because he no longer regards the offering or accept it with favor from your hand. But you say, why does he not? Because the Lord was witness between you and the wife of your youth, to whom you have been faithless, though she is your companion and your wife by covenant. Did he not make them one with a portion of the spirit in their union? And what was the one God seeking? Godly offspring. So guard yourself in your spirit and let none of you be faithless to the wife of your youth. So God honors covenant relationship between man and woman. God created sex. Hallelujah. But a woman who's experienced 
whether she young or old, she can entice you with alluring words. She may even study you. She may even know your weaknesses to try to conquer. Or he may even study you and know your weakness to try to conquer. But I pray, my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, today when we live in this hypersexual world that's crept into the church, been there, done that. Hallelujah. Let's be mindful of God's word today. Because you know what is there to protect us? For more, more ways than one, not just sexually transmitted diseases, but as you, it, as you hear says in the Bible, it destroys your body. It destroys everything. You're, you're, you're caught up in an ensnare. You can lose your family over things like that. You know, you can lose your possessions, you know, and as in Malachi, God didn't receive their offering because they were cheating on their wives. Hallelujah. God didn't accept those men offering. So it lets me know how important covenant relationship is between man and woman when you're married. And those of us who are not married, it doesn't give you permission to go seeking out married people. That that's still an adultery. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't want to interfere with somebody's somebody covenant relationship. Right? You could pray for them. You can encourage them. But you don't lay with them. Because it's interfering with God put together. Let no man put asunder. Now, according to Deuteronomy 24, divorce is permissible if somebody cheated. It says if a man decides to give away to give his wife back, he can give her a certificate because he found her ways uncommonly, meaning she committed adultery. And it goes for the man too. I know people are going to quote what in Matthews, uh, Jesus uh, said you should not um, you should not get a divorce because the Pharisees try to catch him up on, on you can't just get a divorce because you're mad at your wife or at your husband. But when there's, and it's up to the woman or man, forgiveness. But you can get a divorce when your spouse, your mate, cheats on you, commits a adultery, lies with another person. And so that's what Deuteronomy 24 talks about. And then they're free to remarry because it talks about he gives his wife away and then she can remarry again. Hallelujah. To the, to the second husband. And the second husband either dies or decides to give her a certificate. She cannot go remarry the first husband because that's going to dishonor God. So it's just interesting how, how the Old Testament talks about marriage and adultery. This, this adultery thing is really quite serious. And, and only thing that I know, it, it brings great pain to people. It, it, it brings great pain pain to families to the children it separates children from the the household the nucleus that god created them be raised in so i want you to be careful men and my brothers and sisters in christ jesus and not just that be mindful of those those men and women that 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 have nice swelling words 
the smooth words, smoother than oil, but they're poisonous. They mean you no good. Whether it's a whore man or a whore woman, please be careful. Because you're going to fall into a st- destruction, destruction according to the word of God. Not what I say. This is what the word teaches. Proverbs 2, Proverbs 5. Hallelujah. Use the discretion and the wisdom and the knowledge that God has given you. It will guard you. It will protect you. It will keep you. It said, don't even, I love when he, God is so distract, direct. Don't even go on the doorstep of the person. Hallelujah. Don't go to the doorstep. Don't go to the doorstep. Because their wickedness could get on you. Don't even tempt yourself like that. Tempt not the Lord thy God. Especially if you know you got a weakness. Don't go to the house. Don't even go on a doorstep because if you go to the doorstep, the chances are you're going to go in the house. You see how the scripture's wisdom works? Hallelujah. I remember, this is a little different. I had a friend uh, who told me not to go over my other female associate's house because I thought, well, she probably was. She was with some dude that that I was fooling around with, right? And that's why I said, no, I'm just going to go over there. I'm just going to see. You know, I was in my convoy's. Cause I'm like, okay, did she is she sleeping with this dude that I that I was with? So my my Christian friend, she's like, Monica, don't go over there, don't go over there. I know I'm just gonna see, I'm just gonna see what's going on, you know, cause she not answering her phone, he not answering his phone. I just think that's kind of weird. And certain things that she said in the past, I'm like, how does she know that he come down here on Sundays for the motorcycle club? I was like, oh, okay. I said, I told my other friend, I'm just going to go over there and see what's up. She's like, Monica, don't go. But you know, if I went, it was going to probably be something went down. It was going to, I was not going to not say anything if they got, if I, if I seen both of them together, something was going to go down. Right. But wisdom spoke through my friend. Hallelujah. Said, Monica, don't go over there. If I wouldn't went over there, something would have went down. Hallelujah. Only thing I do is I have suspicions. And more importantly, he wasn't even my man. We just dated. But he wasn't mine. He wasn't my husband. You understand? So wisdom spoke to me that moment and I obeyed that wisdom. Because maybe more damage would have been done than good. Even if she did fool around with them. Hallelujah. He wasn't my boyfriend. I wasn't committed to that man. Hallelujah. I wasn't. But the the, the disrespect, that was my issue. But it wasn't an issue because I didn't go over there. I didn't go over there because I listened to wisdom. But if I, like, like, like the scripture said, don't even go on the adulterous porch. Don't go on her porch. Don't go on this porch because something's going to go down. You know, if you go on the porch, you're going to go inside the house. So if I would have went to the house and found them there, oh, something would have went down. But I, I thank God for my God using my friend 
giving me wisdom, Monica, don't go. You know why she knew wisdom? Because she'd been there, done that. She'd been there, done that. And I'm so glad she spoke into my spirit that day that it avoided a whole bunch of things that I can't even imagine. So this is what God wisdom does for us. It protects us. It guides us. It helps us. It watches over us. Hallelujah. So I just pray that something was said and done today to help my brother and sister in Christ Jesus today who may be struggling with loneliness, who may be in an entanglement. Hallelujah. You know, and it's another scripture that I can't think of right now, but I'll get back to it later. When, when it says, um, it's in the New Testament, when the husband offends his wife, God won't answer his prayers. Just like in the offering in Malachi chapter 2, that God didn't accept their offering because they were sleeping with other people. They were faithless to their wife. Faithless. Unfaithful, basically. And to their wives. So God didn't receive their offering. And in, and, and in, the, in the New Testament, it talks about their prayers being hindered because the way they treated their wives. So God, God is a just God. God is a fair God. You know, um, I'll, I'll get you back to to that scripture, but he says their prayers were hindered because the way they treated their wives. I'm like, wow, God is amazing. So wives out there, God got your back. And it, it, I would imagine it goes both ways for the men too. If the wives are cheating on the men, God has those men back. That wife's prayers were go unhindered. But in this particular case, case, it talks about the husband's prayers wouldn't be hindered. So God is a fair God. He's just at all things that he does. But he also teaches his children and his children are held accountable because you're called by him. You know, and a lot of people... Not a lot of people. Who cares what a lot of people says? But this is a responsibility of us in the body of Christ. That we live and conduct our our lifestyles in the way that our Heavenly Father directs us to. Because He has our best interest at heart. Because He loves us so much. And He knows. He knows all things. He's omnipresent. And he wants the best for his children. And more importantly, he just don't want the best for his children. He wants the best for the whole world. Right? Just imagine if everybody actually followed the precepts that God has taught us. The world would be like heaven, I would imagine. Peaceful. Right? But as as I read previously in... Proverbs chapter 2, people love perverse ways. They love being devious. Because it's a choice. It's a choice. Y'all going to have to find that, that prayer about the husbands being hindered 
later because I just think it's so important for men to know that prayers can be hindered when you offend your wife. Hallelujah. And as we know previously, when I read from the book of Proverbs chapter 2, excuse me, Malachi chapter 2, that those dudes, God wasn't accepting their offering. (laughs) He wasn't accepting it. So God honors covenant relationship. Commitment to the covenant. So when you're married, covenant is between God first, your mate and you, and you and your mate. That's how important it is to God. And then I was also reading that the Bible teaches the husband to love your wife as Christ loved the church. And in scriptures talked about the church is the bride of Christ. And then when I began to read, where was that Lord at? It was, um, I was reading in the book of, I have to remind you later. I was reading in the book, was it Deuteronomy? Um, was it Ezekiel? I don't remember right now, but it was talking about how God, how God loved Israel so much and how Israel committed adultery on him, meaning they left God and they start serving. Was it Judah? Well, they start serving another God and it hurted God so much, you know, and he talks about how, how, how he blessed them, how he blessed church, Israel, the church, he blessed them with fine linen, his bride with fine linen. He gave a jewelry. And it's interesting when people say jewelry is a sin, but I'm going to talk about that later. He clothed her. He gave her earrings in her nose. He he gave her a crown on her head. She wore the finest purple linen, meaning purple was considered a high uh, royalty back then. And even today, I would imagine. And how you still left me as your God. But he, he describes them as his, Israel as his bride, right? So the church is the bride of Christ. And I began to look at that. I said, okay, a husband takes care of his wife. You understand? He loves her so much that he takes care of her, right? And 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 it hurt God feelings because. Israel didn't appreciate what God did. So they started worshiping foreign gods and God supplied everything that they needed. He even beautified them. He made them beautiful. You know, he changed their continents, you know, because he honored, he honored Israel and, and they turned on, they committed adultery with other gods. So by reading that covenant, is important to God. Agreement, a contract, a promise is important to God, right? But it also showed me how God took care of them. But he gave the description of a bride and how he took care of the bride, his wife, you know, and he blessed her with things and, and beautified her, you know, and I know we're not focused on the outside appearance of it, but it lets me know that that covenant is important to God between man and woman in marriage. You know, it's not just like a, uh, 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 it's not like a, a car contract. 
you pay your debt for five years and then you out. You know, it's really a commitment between you, excuse me, a commitment between God, you, and your mate. And your mate, God, and you. So this is how I view it and I'm learning it for right now. But on the flip side, oh, okay. So every time I read about scriptures, they talk about jewelry is a sin. I'm like, why do I see that it's not? The 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 command stamped, they stamped their rings. This is another subject, but just a brief food for thought. They stamped, they use their ring to put on a seal of approval or any decree that they wrote, right? Or when the son came back, he put on a, a, a robe and gave him a ring of gold. So if it was such a sin, but it's, it's don't let that, that jury be your God. You understand? Don't just let that. Because when I read that, how he dirt, he decked out his wife. Oh, and then, then I'm just on the tantrum, I guess. And then in Proverbs, it says they honored, he honored his wife. Proverbs 31, he honored his wife in the city. A lot of men talks about how a virtuous woman does this and that and the other. But I heard somebody say, oh, they're not going to honor their wife. They're not going to put their wife on display, da 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 right? But it, distinctly right here, it says that the man honored his wife and the children honored his wife. So it, it lets me know how a husband is supposed to treat his wife, not abuse his wife. You understand? Because when a man does that, his prayers are not going to be answered. Hallelujah. God is not going to accept his sacrifice. Because one is not greater than the other because they become one flesh. So I'll talk about that later as I finish studying some more. But you, my brother and sister in Christ Jesus, I pray for you that you be strong you be encouraged and know that God loves you with an everlasting love. And if you're struggling in the thing, ask God to deliver you. Get into the word because the word of God is life. It's powerful than any two a sword. Powerful than the adulterous poison words. Right? Because they could say, they say what we want to hear, right? They tell us good things, right? Hallelujah. And then if they throw the sex in it on top of it, but they don't, their heart is wicked. You think they got your best interest at heart, but they don't. But get into the word because the word will give you discernment, discretion. Seek God in everything. God wants to be so involved in your life that he wants to be involved in your relationships too. And that he should. He wants to be involved in your relationship because he's your father. He's your God. And we should want God to be involved in every aspect of our life, including our relations, the people we kick it with, people we hang with. Hallelujah. And surely people that we marry. Yes. So be blessed today, my brother and sister in Christ Jesus, and know that he will never leave you nor forsake you, brother and sister in Christ Jesus. He loves you. Stay blessed. And be blessed and hug somebody today. My prayer is that something was said and done to those brothers and sisters who may have found themselves in a 
compromising position and want to get out of it, ask God to give you the strength and ability to walk away from an entanglement or as the word of God says in a adulterous situation be it male or female because God created marriage as a holy union between men and women my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus so I want you to be encouraged that God loves you today And you may be struggling, but know that God will never leave you nor forsake you. Know that he loves you with his everlasting love. And just my prayer is that we all be wise and use discretion and understanding when it comes to entanglements, adultery, or someone who's crept in, as I mentioned previously or a woman or a man who wants to lure you and entice you in the things opposite of what God teaches his children so be encouraged today and those who are backslidden God is married to the backslider he's telling you to come on home that he loves you all we have to do is change our mind repent to him and ask for his forgiveness and help us to come to our rightful standing in him because the blood he shed on Calvary for us all and those who don't know Christ the Bible says knocking on his door when he knocks on your door he'll he'll come in if you let him and it says that those who believe that Jesus died was buried and resurrected for us for our sake for all the sins that we have done committed unto the Father. He will forgive us if we're willing to turn from it with his help and ask him to take over our lives, come into our heart. Hallelujah. He said he'll knock at the door. The door is your heart. Let him let him sup with you. Hallelujah. Let him into your life. And the Bible says you shall be saved. And that's the first stages for those who don't believe Christ. With a sincere heart, I want you to be blessed today. I pray that you receive God's love. Sometimes we think we're not worthy of his love. But he loves you today. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. God loves you. God bless you. In Jesus' name.